mean I'm a hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot rod man. Look out, little mama. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Idle Chatter. This is the Harvest Edition, show number two, right? So, uh, hopefully everything is going great for you guys. And I know a lot of you are probably in your harvest. i got to shut off Tex Rubinowitz here and move up this slider here on the soundboard. So I'm ready to go for the next, to the end of this show, which hopefully is not too long. So it was the first one last week. I said I was going to go five or ten minutes for a half hour. Oh, God. Motor mouth here, motor mouth. And so uh, nothing new to report and harvest because, as I said last week, I'm recording these all the same day. So I could give them to Sue. So uh, you already heard about that aspect of the harvest. And while you hear this, God willing, when this drops is the proper word, God willing that I am in my, um, my uh, go- I'll say, good field right so who knows i mean i'm not laughing uh i guess you either have to laugh or cry in life and uh, it's you know it's uh well we'll see what happens right i'll let you know on october 4th when i have the when i come back live how that field turned out being and how that how that other uh, other uh hybrid turned out to be and uh so we'll see what happens uh, it's uh, the sweet corn business it sounds like i'm complaining right of course i probably am but if the sweet corn business <clears throat> is about as different from growing grain as diesel is from from a, a spark a spark ignition versus compression ignition, completely completely different, and it never ceases to amaze me. And I'm saying this respectfully because how would somebody know? I mean, a person would know, just like uh, like anything in life. There's a million things I don't, the zillion things that I have no had no exposure to. But it's amazing how, you know, because we do do we do uh, market our corn uh, directly to the consumer, fresh market sweet corn, and how people do not understand that the corn needs a certain level of uh, conditions to mature. And and like I said, I'm being you know respectful because if you look at it analytically, if no, somebody never grew anything, and uh, and if they did, maybe they grew a tomato in a pot or something. The fact of the matter is that there would be no reason for you to recognize that. And it's like anything in life until you get involved with something and say, "Wow, I didn't realize that." Or when somebody explains something to you and say, "Well, that's why that is," and it doesn't have to be about growing a crop; it could be about anything, right? It would go, no, no, no. If you, you know, I didn't realize if I don't pay my taxes that the IRS comes after me. So uh, so the thing is that, but how people don't understand and uh, that it takes a certain level of environmental conditions to, to mature a crop, right? Heat units and light and and, and moisture and you know, photosynthesis and... Uh, they can understand why, like this particular year, we've had some had to hit pause on our harvesting, and uh, had to put up signs along the side of the highway saying that you know we're waiting for some more to come due. And the av- I would have to say, and specifically in this area, and even people that were that have been customers for hours for 12, 13 years, we have thank God we're blessed with a very loyal customer base. <clears throat> but I'm afraid that 
I'm afraid that I'm going to lose a lot of them because last year I didn't have a harvest, only had a harvest for four or five days, and the year before, we had, as I said in the last show, I had the hail take it out, so I wasn't, so whatever. But that's, you know, I can only do what I could do. That's basically it. It's, and those things are out of my control that if hail takes the field out, it takes the field out. But uh, how people don't have, uh, I should say, a disconnect is the, is the proper way and a respectful way to say it. And they think it's like a bakery where they think that you don't want to sell them the corn. Uh, I say there's corn. In the field. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it goes without, without uh, failing. I say there's corn in the field. I said, yes, there's corn in the field there, and it looks beautiful. <clears throat> the plants look beautiful. The stalks look beautiful. But let me come on here and show you. I said, this year has got another week to 10 days before it's something that you could eat. So I, I guess they they make a connection of the corn plant looking healthy thank god right uh and and the corn being ready which like i say you know if you haven't never grew that or was exposed that i could certainly understand that and they also the majority of the public and i would i'm going to throw a number which i shouldn't throw but i will because everything with my shows is stuff i shouldn't do right but um is that they think that a corn, because they probably had exposure to a tomato plant, and they think that the corn plant keeps making ears. It just, keep, just keeps making ears. You pick this one, and oh, there's another one like a tomato plant. Oh, look at all the, come up there, look at all the tomatoes, look at all the corn. And they don't understand that for the most part, that specifically with sweet corn, I know with a lot of field corn grain hybrids, they're starting to kick two good ears. But you, you, got, you know, there's a difference between running something through a combine, and just putting putting grain into the bin on the, into the hopper on the combine, and filling it and, and doing and doing you're saying oh so many bushels per acre, fantastic different animal like drag racing versus road racing or tractor pulling completely different completely different venue completely different event. Is that my whole thing? Is that I go after what is called mark what I call marketable ears. So, for instance, if I have an area. <clears throat> excuse me, of the field that is shadowed because of the tree line grew in, which was our fault, my family's, my family's fault for letting that happen, is that you have a nice stork, but you have a small ear. And I can't sell somebody a small ear. I mean, that's, I mean, you just can't do that. And I'm not going to sell somebody an ear that's not fully mature. And, and sadly here, and I'm sure it's in other parts of the country, but <clears throat> I would not know it because I'm not there. And if I'm if I happen to ever be there, it's not during a, a sweet corn harvest. Is that a lot of guys here are selling ears that are not ready to be mature? I mean, they're not mature. I mean, so uh, I don't know whether they're going through with a pixel and they're not sorting it out, uh, or they're, they're hand picking a lot of. I know a couple of a couple of I'll say my neighbors, quasi country neighbors, five six miles away. The one guy has a quite large, uh, he farms about 800 acres, but it's it's all vegetables. I mean, so, and it, uh, another guy who I did a podcast with, Al Steed, he does about 800 acres. He's about 15, 20 miles away. And he has all vegetables, and he does all direct market with all his vegetables, no wholesale. The other guy does a lot of wholesale, and he puts a 140 acres of sweet corn in, which to maybe somebody, obviously to somebody who's growing field corn, that's really nothing. All right, but 
and that's a that's a, a large amount of sweet corn it is not a large amount of sweet corn for somebody who's growing sweet corn for a processing plant in the upper midwest all right but for for you know for 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 a small farm to wholesale that and retail some of it that's quite a lot of corn and it looks like that he plants his corn probably in this the way he has the corn plant maybe he cuts back the population from he does have he also does he also has some has dairy cows so he does do some you know some grain corn and i'd have to say from it's it's probably the normal sweet corn population of 25,000 per acre 25 24 to 26,000 on 30 inch rows <clears throat> so uh he's my population is lower than his but the thing is that he uses a lot of h2 a lot of, he uses all h2a workers all right so uh and they pick that by hand and but some guys go through with a pixel but but even though you know, he's got these guys and he probably sends them into the field but they they don't speak any english and he probably doesn't speak spanish and there was one guy that speaks some kind of <laughs> some kind of spanish or i was gonna say half ass spanish and uh these guys go through there and pick everything in sight they clean pick it it's like a, i mean like a combine wood uh and uh but then i guess they don't sort them and uh and we we buy my wife goes around and i mean it's no secret because they do it and i've said this on the show before i have no problem with it and no problem with it whatsoever i mean and i know that they come to us and they send somebody we use the word a spy right to us and they buy ours they buy you know some they taste some of our sweet corn and you know that's the guy who buys two or three years and just wants to see it he's afraid to buy a half dozen at least when we go we buy a half dozen but charlotte goes around to the different farms and uh these people have strangers running their operation so they would not know who we are and like i said i mean if they were there it made no difference but if they came to our farm and i know it's my neighbor down the road who's i'll call it a friendly competitor i'm not competing with someone who's got 50 h2a workers and and 800 acres worth of crop vegetables i mean so i'm like a kid with a with a tomato plant in a pot compared to them but uh, sadly it doesn't seem that they look at me that way and that does that is sad but if they came to me i said hey yeah, whatever i want to use the guy's name because i don't know who's listening to the show so yeah take a half dozen take a dozen take it take it taste it taste see if you like it you know what i'm saying and the thing basically is that they don't do that but so we've gone around charlotte goes around and uh, buys buys some corn sweet corn when it comes to because everybody beats us to the market and um and uh and so i know that the corn is not ready i know that they because i bought it i paid for it we paid for it so whatever i mean uh what they you know hey this is what they do but we we don't want to do that so i tell my customers that that you know if it's not ready um and i'm actually recording this on labor day weekend it's the saturday of labor day weekend and uh it's a gorgeous gorgeous day here and i know it's costing me financially to uh to stay to to uh to to stick <clears throat> to stick to those standards and say yeah this corn really needs two more days before i do something and not pick it and i'm giving away a lot of business and a lot of sales but the fact of the matter is as i said many times before uh you have to you know there's the there's god's way and there's man's way and god's way is the right way and man's way i'm not going to say is the wrong way 
but has a little bit different motive. And uh, he, he sincerely, is that uh, we do this farm? I mean, to be, I mean to be a business, to be a profitable business. It's not a charity. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't want to give you that impression that the charity. But we also use our farm and our our fresh market customers and our interaction with them in the farm as a mission, as a mission uh, just to interact and talk to people and uh, and uh, and hopefully they see Christ in us and hopefully they see Christ in the corn. And I will. And they cannot. They will not be able to see Christ in the corn if the corn is picked prematurely and has not fully ripened so that is that is the edict that we live by here uh, will i ever become wealthy from it no i don't i will not be but that's not the goal because i'll become wealthy in another way and it's always been my goal and i i shouldn't say that because that isn't that isn't a hundred percent true because when you're a younger person I always had ambition. I always had a, a two male I always had a lot of ambition. I always had a, a, a very strong work ethic and was never afraid to work. Still not afraid to work. Never afraid to work. All right, and um, and uh, we had all of that, and always never, always wanted to make make whatever money I had through hard work and through knowledge and through intelligence and not underhandedly or cheat anybody. But when I was a younger guy, and I'm talking, well, 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, 35 years ago, is that the ways of this world tend to uh, take a little bit more hold of you, even though you stand for those ideologies and that thought process or something, is that you seem to be, you, you, or at least I was, and I think a lot of people are, a little bit more, you know, your needle goes a little bit more to the to the secular side, to the to the worldly side, and then you and I was actually, you know, thinking that that was what I was supposed to do. I mean, I never gypped anybody or ripped anybody off or did anything in my life. All right, but I mean, <clears throat> and if I did, I did it to to ignorance, naively, innocently. I didn't do it through intent. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, you know, there comes a time in your life. Just like a camshaft lobe, and it's the inflection point, right? So when the valve lifter rides up on the cam lobe, and on the one side of the lobe it's opening the valve, then the top of the lobe it dwells, and then the other side of the lobe it's closing the valve. So when the direction of the lifter changes, then that's the inflection point of the cam. Excuse me. And then, you know, in life you kind of dwell at a certain area, and then you either you reach your inflection point and your inflection point is either well you're going to be wanting to follow more the ways of this world or you want to follow the ways of the lord and um and thankfully and like i say i'm saying this humbly humbly that i've had enough things which you all have not just me so it's not like oh this is ray and the story of job because it's not the story of Job from the Bible, all right? But the thing is that I have, and thankfully I have chosen to follow the way of the Lord and not the way of the world. And when you follow the way of the Lord, you do your best, and you don't always make the right decisions. You do your best to do what will put uh, what will please God, not please your pocketbook 
and not please and in the way of the world making a poor decision so we use this form like i say i mean obviously because i'm repeating it it's not a hobby farm oh you're a hobby farm believe me this is no hobby there's a lot cheaper and a lot easier hobbies than this and that don't break your heart like raising crops do and when you have a crop failure things happen and uh and lay awake at night and hear the pounding rain or pray or pray pray for rain when the field is so dry and uh, and the corn is so like it is not a hobby if it's a hobby then then i'm a sadomasochist because i'm torturing myself and uh and you're looking at the weather you're looking at the temperature you're looking at the crops you're looking at this you're looking at that and then your whole goal and you know and like i say if you're a grain guy it's completely different you're looking at you're looking at more or less the grain quality and then the yield all right you're not looking at taste you're not looking at appearance you're you're looking at yield i mean it's yield 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 it's like a like a like a drag but a horsepower 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 rpm 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 but when you're dealing with with a vegetable and you're dealing with a fresh market vegetable then it's it's a lot different because you can't you can't use that same thought process but you know uh that's why i'm so worried about this new hybrid that i planted and i only planted because i couldn't get the, the drought in idaho last year our seed is from idaho is that they didn't have enough seed production they ran out of seed so they suggested this as a replacement for it but it's got a different characteristic uh right now it looks like it's uh, it's well i i don't i shouldn't say right now i don't know how it looks but uh but we will see but you know getting back to when i'm off on a tangent again even in my harvest shows is that we've built we've been blessed by god's grace to build a wonderful following with our signature corn that we've planted since 2008 and i have to say not because it's mine all right not because it's i mean it's i mean it's not my hybrid it's a hybrid i plant i have to say it's a very unique tasting corn it's an excellent corn it gives you a big ear it comes off it's it does everything right except it's a prima donna all right it's a prima donna i've said this before it's got to have perfect conditions it has to have perfect it has a, it likes its summer girl it likes really warm soil it's it's a it's a prima donna all right and it has to just it has to whatever it just uh but when when the things are right when she's happy she's happy and boy it, you know it makes corn like a freight train and it makes big ears we had people accuse us a couple of times of selling they said you're selling cow corn here these ears are so big <clears throat> and, and uh and it has a certain they claim it has no flex but i have to say it has some flex and for those who are listening don't know what flex means when you're talking about a, a corn plant or uh, an ear of corn is that the tighter that you put the population the that the the smaller the smaller that the uh that the the the, the cob and that the ear grows i should say i hear a meowing outside i don't know if that's uh if that's ginger i mean uh uh, molly or not because she's been missing for 24 hours now she went in the cornfield and never came back but i didn't want to tell you that but anyway so god willing she's maybe it is her she hears me talking but it has you know it's not supposed to be flex but i have to say it flexes and then also the the agronomy program and that ben hushin at the mill puts together for me off of my soil test is spectacular i mean i drive a 1500 miles 
collectively to get all my my fertility from him which is a lot of miles for a small mickey mouse operation not bragging but uh that corn uh, let me let me put it this way i have come to the conclusion empirically all right so or uh, or empirically and anecdotally that most people who are growing sweet corn do not have the proper fertility program they have enough they have the proper fertility program to make to to have a nice looking stalk and to have a nice uh, and that to produce to and i'm putting it this way to produce ears and to have and to have a, a level of grain fill that they fill they they're able to fill the carbon obviously you know uh pollination has a lot to do with that but i have and i as i said before another shows i got agronomists and everybody listen to it but i do not think that there's many people that recognize that you could take your fertility level you could take your fertility to that level and have a very good yield but based upon your fertility program is what's going to give you the taste and the, the taste slash the flavor all right and the nutrient content of the corn so if you took it to this level you could have a bumper crop sweet and this is this is the world the corn according to me all right so all right corn according to me and the thing is that but that last part of your nutrient package you uh, is really where your taste and your your flavor <clears throat> your flavor and taste which 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 really is a little bit different flavor and taste all right but they are there they, they have a commonality to them and your nutrient content your nutrition content of the of the vegetable all right uh really is based upon that package that you take the full level and because as i said you know we go around and we list we eat check well check we buy other people's corn to taste it and i'm not you know i'll be the first one to tell you my corn sucks all right but it doesn't and that's what i'm so afraid of this new hybrid because we built such a reputation on this and i said to charlotte we have to tell people we have to make up a sign at the stand and tell people that this is not our normal hybrid but we have to eat it first a couple of times so we could give them some idea of the taste so it's like i'm making wine here right you're smelling the bouquet of the glass of wine before you drink it at a farm stomach right for a corn stand it's almost ridiculous but we want to do it to glorify god but anybody who's growing vegetables i'm going to say to you anecdotally and empirically that you have to really look at your fertility program because it's like building a drag motor that you know you say well i could spend this motor you know i could do this and spin this motor to 7200 well the guy who builds that motor can spin it to 7800 is the one who wins the race and that last 600 rpm at a motor i believe in, a, in in specifically in a corn crop and i believe other vegetables also is where the taste and nutrient content comes from and what happens is that a lot of these guys i shouldn't say a lot of them oh, everyone that i have met everyone that i have met do not care about that and uh maybe i'm painting a broad statement with uh with that brush maybe that brush is too broad but i can't believe that that so there's so many hybrids other than mine that have a lack of 
richness and taste and if there is sugar enhanced and all they do is taste sweet they don't taste like corn and ours is not sugar enhanced it's got a natural type of natural sugar a natural sweetness to it and i would i i'm well convinced and i may be wrong i am well convinced that if you took my hybrid and you did not take its nutrients to the level that i do with this all right and and uh i mean i have 12 different new and a nutrient 11 or 12 different components in my two by two all right and i'm i'm not bragging i'm pleased you can say that guy's full of crap he's a braggadocio i'm not a braggadocio if you ever listen to this show you know that i am not but i believe that's why it that's why it's so unique and i was going to get it tested for a few years ago i was going to get it tested versus other people's corns for nutrient content because i went to a seminar and then COVID hit and it just didn't this didn't happen as of yet but you know it all gets back to what are you doing are you doing it i mean i live in this world i'm not i'm not gonna deny that i got i got bills to pay i got taxes to pay i got you know i got i got i got every bill i got every 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 i got bills just like everybody else but if you but my wife and i shaw and i have made the decision collectively without any guessing without any well sleep on no 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 that we want to do this to glorify god that when are we after profits of course we have the profits because i'm not after profits i'm going to be out of business all right but when it comes to doing the right thing the thing that will glorify god or the thing that okay fine that's going to give god some glory but let me just come back on this a little bit that we will not do and that's why i'm losing sleep over this new hybrid so this new hybrid i don't know maybe it's going to taste like garbage i have no idea so i i i I have no idea whatsoever it may be fantastic so it's going to be in god's hands because he knows my heart but you know getting back to the farm stand and it being a uh, the, the fresh market deal here and uh being a uh, a uh mission uh over the years i mean you know the people we've met have just been the stories we hear at the farm stand. i don't even know how to put the sentence together because i don't want to go on for an hour but you know we've had people who who stopped at the farm stand and uh never been there before i don't even live in the area and they were i remember this one man i pray for him his first name is frank and he's probably he's he's probably not with us anymore but he stopped and i may have shared this story with you in the past and there's many like that you know different 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 contexts but the same stories and i guess there's an oncologist in hackettstown that must be well known or something and he did, he lived about 30 miles away he didn't live here so he wasn't like he said oh you're my neighbor i'm, I'm stopping here right so he he was riding by the, the corn and then he told us this that he was he rode by the corn stand and then he turned around and came back and our corn stand is nothing. It's an, it's an old manure. I mean, it looks nice. It's an old manure wagon that my friend Jake Matier did a wonderful job. He's a carpenter, put put sides on it, put a roof on it, angled roof. You got American flag. It's all, it's painted. I mean, but if you know something, you know it's an old, when I say it's an old manure wagon, it must be because an old, an old manure wagon's got the big tires. But it, and, but it's, 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 it's really, I mean, I'm not saying it's nice that somebody who's got a, a million dollar building like 
to my neighbor down the road I was talking about with the 140 acres, 980,000 for the farm stand he put up. That's not it, buddy. Forget about it. So anyway, so he turns around. He says, I, he says, I rode by here. I felt compelled to turn around and come back. So we came back with, well, when he rode by us, he had just gotten a diagnosis. It was confirmed from the oncologist in town here. Like I said, I don't know who the person is that he has pancreatic cancer and he has four to six months to live. And uh, so, I mean, we've had people along with us break into tears at the farm stand. I mean, so it's, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm choking up myself. And I, I'm, I, I, I will not burden you, nor will I share many of the stories with you. Uh, it would go on forever and also would be disrespectful to the people, even though you don't know who they are. But when something like that happens, when somebody comes to buy corn and they, you would know, like a dozen year of corn and they look at, look at my wife and they start to talk to her and within 60 seconds they're weeping to a stranger, then you know that, uh, I'm not saying you're doing something right, I'm saying what you're basically doing, you're where God wants you to be. And that's what this farm is more about. And the good Lord knows that this farm has to be something. It has to be productive. It's not a charity. And he, I, and I sincerely believe in all my heart and all my soul until he proves otherwise to me that he will provide for this farm and to let us to go on and do this and that we may do it to glorify his name. So that's a little bit about our sweet corn business. And I think that may be may god willing it may be molly at the door meowing to come in so i want to thank you so much for tuning in and in the last show i don't even know if i pressed the exit music but i'm going to do it now and i will catch you next week have a blessed blessed day be safe and remember count your blessings because you never know when life is going to take them away from you in some way shape or form 